This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome in, ladies and gentlemen, to another edition of the Pony Stampede podcast. I'm Billy Embody. Game week for SMU once again after an unexpected open date with TCU canceling, postponing uh, the 2020 edition of the Battle for the Iron Skillet. And it'll be SMU taking on North Texas on Saturday at 5 o'clock Central on CBS Sports Network. SMU looking to avenge the last time they were in Denton, which was uh, Sonny Dyke's first um, game as as SMU head coach uh, facing the Mean Green in 2018. Last year, SMU took care of business against North Texas in Dallas and now faces a team that, a couple things, struggled to stop Houston Baptist, which is one of the hot up-and-coming offensive just programs really in in college football with their offensive coordinator being a Cliff Kingsbury disciple, uh, one of the the just hottest names in college football um, coaching right now, quite honestly, uh, just the way he's able to operate that offense uh, at a high level. They they took Texas Tech to the brink in uh, last week's effort. So maybe a little bit more credit needs to go to, uh, you know, Houston Baptist and what they're able to do offensively. But either way, North Texas defensively has struggled, uh, and they are coming off a bye week just like SMU did last week uh, when the TCU came TCU game came off the books. But uh, Zach Kitley uh, and that HBU offense really took it to uh, North Texas in Week One. Uh, it, they didn't really have an answer uh, for it at all, and I, I would think SMU this week gets back to a little bit more of the passing game with Shane Bouchelle. And I know Sonny Dyke said this week on uh, it, during his weekly media availability with us, uh, he said, look, we need to get back to the, the team that's going to win this game is, is the one who runs the ball most effectively. And I think what he means by that, and just kind of reading what he's saying, is if SMU can have some explosive plays through the run game, if SMU, when they run the football, can do it at a high yards per carry and and yards per play, that's where it's going to really open up the passing game. I think this is a big game for Shane Bouchelle. I I think uh, in in terms of uh, one of the players I picked to have a big game, it's not hard to make this pick, but Reggie Robertson is somebody I expect to really go off. He had a big touchdown uh, catch in uh, the season opener against Texas State, of course, after he came back from that nasty injury. But uh, or not nasty injury, but but injury scare, uh, I guess, and came back and caught the touchdown pass this week. I think you see Reggie Robertson really have one of those big games that we've seen from him in the past. Uh, it looks like Danny Gray is going to be good to go from what I've heard as well. So SMU's offense should be at full strength uh, with the addition of Tyler Levine coming back at running back. He couldn't play in the season opener against Texas State. They'll also add in potentially Dimitri Jordan and Justin Osborne into that right guard battle. So in terms of the SMU offense, it's looking like they're going to have 
its full complement of players still waiting on TQ Jackson and his NCAA waiver decision to come in. But overall, this is a game that SMU's offense should eat in. They should really get after it. They did last year against North Texas. I mean, gosh, they've been a really good offensive team for the better part of uh, or, or for last year, especially, and, and showed flashes of it in 2018. But this team now uh, has a chance to clean up what they you know, made mistakes in against the Bobcats and come through with what would be uh, another win over the Mean Green and, and one that I think would really show the separation, I think, between the two programs. And look, I respect what Seth Luttrell has done there. I mean, it's a tough place to win, just like SMU was a tough place to win. Uh, and and still, to an extent, if you don't have the right guy, is a tough place to win. But these two programs, I wouldn't say are heading in op- opposite directions, but the trajectory of where SMU is right now uh, is much higher than North Texas. I think this is a statement game for SMU because next week you have your home opener against Stephen F. Austin. This week, you need to make a statement locally. Uh, after taking care of business against uh, Texas State, I would say is the best way to put it, and coming away with a win, this week you have a chance to really show just how much you've made improvements over the last week or so uh, during your, your bye week and where the program is at uh, from a perception level. I mean, this would really knock, I think, UNT down quite a few pegs uh, in this series because it's a it's a series that look it's kind of similar at in a way to the SMU TCU where you've got the program in the bigger conference in TCU but uh, that is a storied rivalry this is more of a um, it's very lopsided series more than anything but over the last few years it's certainly gotten a little bit more into a level of hatred and um, at least from the North Texas side so SMU taking care of business is very important I think uh, to uh, this season because you do go into a game against Stephen F. Austin where you're, again, going to be the heavy favorites, and then you're into conference play against Memphis. This is a good opportunity for SMU to build some confidence offensively. Um, not that they really need a ton more, but just to make the plays that they didn't, that they left out there against Texas State, that would be a good sign for SMU going into what will be a uh, you know quote-unquote tune-up game and then conference uh, play. On the flip side, defensively, SMU is looking to, I mean, clearly tackle better. That was an issue against Texas State, and it makes sense. The team didn't really do it much, much of any tackling in fall camp, and so it looked like a team that hadn't faced live competition in in well over a year, uh, and um, you know that or close to a year, I should say, and that was exactly what it looked like against Texas State. SMU didn't really change the way they practice. This is all about, and Sonny Dykes put it really well, and we kind of said this on the board too after the Texas State game. This season, and it's funny how off-season narratives and what people are talking about and all those things change when the first snap goes. Because everybody over the course of the summer was saying, well, this season is going to be all about who can get the most players there. And sure enough, SMU has done that. And there are other teams that haven't. And there are other teams that have postponed games and canceled games and you know, <laughs> canceled seasons and then brought back, brought back seasons now that we're seeing with the Big Ten. But SMU hasn't faced too many issues with this. And so over the course of the summer, we always said it's all about who can get the most players to game day. And that's what SMU is trying to do. They're trying to get to the game and then they'll play the game and then <laughs> win the game in that order. That was what Sonny Dyke said this week. And it's true. You can't just say, OK, we're trying to win, win, win 
with this uh, uh, current climate of COVID testing and and what we're looking at right now. So for this game, I do think because they've now seen line at live action, they've had some a chance to at least correct some things, go back over film, uh, whether it was alignments, whether it's tweaks to the new defense. I think SMU is going to be improved. I still think North Texas is going to make their fair share of explosive plays. I think with a mobile quarterback and Jason Bean, who had a pretty good game against HBU, at least you know from his perspective, that they're going to make some plays, and that's just kind of how it's been. You know, North Texas hasn't been held to a you know small number against SMU in in you know recent recent years. It's just it is what it is, and SMU's defense, I think in terms of what they are, they are a defense built to make stops when you need them the most. That's kind of been the MO at times. And we've seen it at certain points. I mean, we saw it against Navy two years ago. We saw it against Navy last year. The one game we really didn't see it. I should say two, I should say two games, uh, Memphis and uh, ECU in terms of the regular season, FAU probably as well. Uh, can be included in that, although that game is just, it was a total mess from the beginning. But what Sonny Dykes noted last, or two weeks ago now, is that Kevin Kane and his second half adjustments and his ability to dial something up on a third down to force a sack, like we saw with Turner Cox's sack that knocked Texas State back into a field goal, like we saw last year when Delano Robinson uh, uh, got the pressure on Max Duggan uh, and forced the incompletion on on uh, fourth down. Those are all things that this defense is designed to do. And I do think they've got to get better, one, just at controlling games. And that's something they want to do. They don't want to just be out there trying, you know, game on the line or having to make a stop on a third down to stall a drive and do this or do that. They They want to be more consistent. And I think they've got to step that up uh, as well against North Texas because Oscar Attaway is a really good running back. Jason Bean can scramble around around and make plays. And then their trio of receivers all went over 70 yards last week. Jalen Darden, Greg White, and Jair Shorter all over 70 yards. So they've got different options that they can go to in this offense. And Seth Luttrell, you know, really good friends with Sonny Dykes, comes from the air raid tree and he can dial up play calls, and um, this is a this is a team that um, has given, you know, I think SMU a, a bit of trouble at times defensively. But I I still think you look at what SMU did in the second half against uh, Texas State as a building block, build momentum. I don't think it's going to be a beautiful defensive performance. I think defense overall for college football this year is going to struggle for the most part, um, unless you're doing it a I think a certain way, which lends to the potential of too much contact and con, you know, contact tracing and expo- potential exposure and all that, uh, which is where SMU is airing on the side of caution. Now, I think you're going to see some tweaks to the defense this week. Brandon Crosley getting into that Texas State game for Brandon Stevens and making plays, tackle for loss, pass breakup, was an instant impact just like we had been sharing with you guys. He is, I think, poised to play even more this week. Uh, Sonny Dykes mentioned some nickel and some dime, and I think that's perfect because one thing SMU wants to do this this season is have more speed on the field defensively. And if you have Brandon Crosley out there in the nickel, which I think he, he I think he's a great corner, period. But he's also perfect for the nickel because he is so shifty. He can he can work with the slot and play them well, uh, and he's got that confidence to play in the nickel, which you need as well. 
because there are so many different things that the slot receivers can do um, really in that where a nickel would normally play. So you're going to see him more. Armani Johnson, Brandon Stevens. Brandon Stevens looking to step up after a rough uh, season opener for him. He got targeted. Um, he had some uh, you know, pass interference. He just had a rough day. He's a veteran. He's a leader. Uh, and he'll, he'll be fine. I'm not too worried about him. Uh, it's He ended up having a good season last year uh, and, and came out really strong uh, in that Arkansas State game. Uh, and so we'll see kind of how he bounces back. But overall, I think the secondary would get a boost. I think you'd see more speed on the field. I'm interested to see how that would work with the linebackers. Maybe you could see uh, you'll have Turner Cox at the, at the Stang, which is pretty much stand-up defensive end. And then do you take Richard McBride off the field and keep Delano Robinson and Trevor Denbo out there and then play Crosley in the nickel? That would be – I think I would be intrigued by that more than anything because, again, the speed factor. Now, you've got to worry about running the football there. Uh, there's not as much size. There's not as much physicality. Richard McBride led the team in tackles last week along with Chevin Calloway. Uh, so that is going to be something to watch. I picked Brandon Crosley as my breakout player for this game. And look, in this one, there's plenty of playmakers on either side of the ball. And whoever stops the big play and makes the big play when you get opportunities, that's going to be the difference. And that's why I've got SMU winning this one uh, 49-31. Last year, uh, that was pretty much a score. North Texas just a hair under that. Um, but look, SMU covers. They take care of business. I know uh, Denton is pretty much the only place where North Texas has had success. I don't think it's Saturday. Uh, I like SMU in this one to uh, go out and get the win. So wanted to get you guys a quick podcast with uh, some of my thoughts. We'll do uh, a, a podcast on, uh, uh, on this game Sunday morning. As well, I'll be right into the Lightning game uh, for the Stanley Cup Finals with this one going on. So with that, guys, wanted to get you this podcast for your drive over to Denton or whatever you're doing on your Friday. But hope you guys have a great weekend. Quick reminder to leave us a rating, leave us a review, and subscribe to the podcast. And uh, we'll have all your coverage on PonyStampede.com for SMU North Texas at 5 o'clock with the game being broadcast on CBS Sports. We'll catch you next time, guys. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey.